Good morning, Rabboisai. Ah! Lilu Nishmasimim Rosimus Mordechai. For Shleiman, for Aliza Tova Bas Esther Grona, you can see how much you've been sorry because of the Yoban Nechamit Tilio, Simcha Aliza Bas Kloriu, the Yosemin Rivka Esther. Sponsored by Yochan and Itzkowitz, in memory of a Bochor. Reb Shmuel ben Mordechai Zuchorin Levrocha Shmuli Silverberg, who was tragically taken from us yesterday in front of his yeshiva in Denver. May today's learning be as chusfiz and shama. Thank you, Yochanan. Beautiful. Here's an email from, first of all, I wanted to show you this unbelievable picture. According to Mark Ashkenazi, this was the most shocking of all the shirim we had. This was Matzi Shabbos. Almost the last minute kind of thing. I think uh, Friday we weren't even sure where, how, when. And uh, over a hundred people showed up in the five towns per year. Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, I think it was one of the big highlights. That and Lakewood. Lakewood is a big shocker. I'm, I'm not putting any else down, but in terms of shocking, that was a big shocker. Miami was a little bit of a shock. The kids are... Um, here's a genius, a guy that's Marash, uh, I love these, here's about Kishrim. Just wanted to point out that this that you forgot your phone in America is such a muster lesson for all of us because in today's world people are so attracted to the phones that if there's one thing that they won't forget is their phone, but by you forgetting it shows where your Iker focus is, which is Torah Givaldic. I didn't think of it, Givaldic. I got my phone back. Her voice said, don't worry about it. I got it back. Baruch Hashem, it's back. It, it's, I was relieved. I, I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to speak to anybody. It's unbelievable. It's Givaldic vacation. So excited to finish the parak with you today, Emir Hashem. My first full one since I started with you. Shekoyach, Simcha, Shmuel, Solomon. Thank you, Simcha. Geshmak to be Yid, it says over here. I've been meaning to reach out to you for a little bit, just hasn't worked. My name is Evan, I'm 25 years old, currently learning in Eishat Torah, Yerushalayim, Balchuva from Westchester, New York. Got a whole story, but not for this email. I listen to Meaningful People podcasts, having no clue who you are, along with having seen an advertisement on Yeshiva News, coincided right around the time my grandfather passed away. I decided to start up Sukkah in his honor. Doing the daf kept me in consistent seder, while back in New York for Ben Azmanim, and I've really come to appreciate all the amazing work that you do. It is remarkable to see how much Torah you learn. Guys, see me all different backgrounds with all different exposures and feelings towards Gemara. I appreciate being able to be part of what feels like a, the Jewish world, hearing all of the different communities, though I've been exposed to very few. Hashem aligned so much to make this a Masechta. I started learning the Daf. As I mentioned, uh, father's passed away right around start of Masechta on top of my father passed away from Elias a few weeks after Sukkot 2018 that was his grandfather's father that year was my second year celebrating Sukkot because his father was not observant but his last mitzvah that he did was shaking the lul of an esrik with his help I'm grateful to have been part of this journey with the Chabura it's very special I feel the warmth of who you are and every so often when email sponsorship can get you a little emotional. And it's a powerful thing to say care. Okay. Now that Yeshiva is back in the grind, this is the sad part, Rabbi Sai. Somebody needs to reach out to him. Now that Yeshiva is back in the grind, I don't think I'll be continuing with the shear after Sukkah. Oy vavoy. Time-wise just makes me have to rush and the learning doesn't feel strong enough on my side. So this seal I plan to celebrate with a full heart for my father and for my grandfather. Thank you for helping me make it possible. I look forward to finishing up the Masechta with all of you. You should be blessed and continue to grow this year. Bring the beauty of Gemara and learning to all Jews all over the world. You and your wife and your kids, who I'm sure have to sacrifice to make this all possible, should be blessed with a healthy physical and spiritual life. Amen. To continue to grow and developing an authentic relationship with Hashem. And all your prayers should be heard and answered. Would love to come for a Shabbos. Evan. Handle Yishkoyach Evan, absolutely, just reach out. Daf Burma, all those seminary people and and Bacharim. There's, there's, um, we have room. We have on Shabbos and we have Bacharim. It's Shabbos Bacharim, Shabbos girls. So, Daf Burma. How you doing, Shmuley Bernhardt? Shalom Aleichem, long time no see. Rabbi Isai, it's only 14 days to the Siyum. 14 days, two weeks. Bezer Shem, Thursday, I believe, is the same. Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. Wednesday, I think. 
Wednesday is the same. I'm not even sure. So here we are. Dafman Bays Omid Bays on the bottom. So the question is on Shabbos Chalamoyed. We don't bring a lulav to shul. We don't check a lulav. Am I? Why not? Tiltul ba'almahu. We're talking about mukta here. Mukta, a stone, something that has no value, something that's not a kli, a piece of wood. What's a lulav? A lulav doesn't have much value. Arava. In terms, if it was in the middle of the, a regular Shabbos during the year, it's nothing. It's not a kli. So it's only mukta. Velitchi Shabbos. How could a iser of mukta, the rabbanan, Push off the chiyuv the iraisa of a lulav. Amarabba, the famous concept zero shemay taleno itleno biyadai viyelech itzalboki lilmoit. Yavireno arba amois b'shus harabim. So the concern is that somebody, especially if you dive in nusach svard, here's a raya to nusach svard. It's so complicated you have to go ask a rabbi how to do it. So you go ask how to make a bracha, how to shake the lulav, all the all the things. Like I mentioned once, I'll mention again. Maybe I didn't mention it correctly. I looked in the Mishnah again, so maybe I said it wrong. As you go forward, at the end, you go like this: a shake, come back, a shake. You do this three times: a shake over there, a shake over here. It's funny the Mishnah says, "Be careful, don't shake like a madman because you, you're going to break the tumus. Be careful how you shake." Okay, so you do a little shake, a little shake. But there's a. It, you might go ask somebody, So the concern is, you're going to walk four Amis in Rosh Hashanah, or you're going to take it from Rosh Hashanah, from your house into Rosh Hashanah, which is not as common as Rashi. Four Amis in Rosh Hashanah. That's the exact reason why we don't blow a shoifer on Rosh Hashanah that falls out on Shabbos. It's important to mention the nays. Last year, during COVID. So... We were concerned. We made a small, tiny minion in MDY. 10 people, 11 people. And we needed a Balkaira. We needed a Baltakeya. So nobody could blow. I said, well, I once blew an Elul uh, for Ludovic Hashemairi once in my life. So, uh, okay, I became the official Baltakeya. And believe it or not, I mean, the Menachemates says, who said that it's true? But I did not make a single mistake. As far as I know, like it could be the whole thing was a mistake. But the tikkis came out, the truest, everything straight from beginning to end. It was literally a nice nigla. If I tried it again, it would never happen. Okay, shoifer. Shoifer, you don't blow on Shabbos. Behainu time of the Megillah. And that's why we don't lay the Megillah on Purim that falls out on Shabbos. There's a beautiful Shiloh here. What happens if a person goes ahead and shakes a lulav on Shabbos? He doesn't care about Takanas Chachamim. Was he Yaita? Did Chachamim uproot the mitzvah completely? Or they say you shouldn't do it? What's an Afkimina? Do you make a brach on the second day? Could he say Shechiyano? If they uprooted the mitzvah completely, he wasn't Yaita at all. If he was Yaita, then he shouldn't make a bracha the second day. So believe it or not, a lot of poets can say that he was Yaita. And it's a whole nice nidain. Why? Because as we're going to see, there's a major question here that Rashi brings up. How could Chachabim say, don't do a mitzvah that's in the Torah? Torah says you should shake a lulav on Shabbos. And then, no, you don't, don't shake a lulav on Shabbos because you might come to walk in Rosh Hashanah. They could, they could be oiker a mitzvah deraisa. They could uproot a mitzvah. So Rashi answers like the Gemara says, the Gemara already asked this question, Menachas. The answer is because Chacham just said, don't do the mitzvah. They didn't uproot the mitzvah. They didn't say, do something against the Torah. They said, just sit at home, don't, don't shake a lulav. Oh. So, Chachamim don't have the right to uproot the mitzvah. So, so a lot of places can say, they didn't uproot the mitzvah. So if you did the mitzvah, you're Mekayim the mitzvah. So then you don't have to do it the next day. You don't have to say the bracha the next day. But others point out the toises that we mentioned in this Masechta. That is, that if a person sits in a small sukkah and his table is inside the house, the Gemara says, we have to be geyser, he shouldn't sit like that. And if he sits, he's not yoyta the mitzvah, says toises, he's not yoyta at all. So over there you see that they uprooted a mitzvah. Okay, there's a whole beautiful nidan over here. Says the Gemara, So let's uproot, let's say, that you should not, Shake a lulav on the first day of Yantiv. If the first day of Yantiv falls out on Shabbos, we do shake a lulav. Why is that? 
Well, not us. We're going to go get to us and what happens in our days. If you look at the end of the Mishnah yesterday, the last, last words we said yesterday, there was a big fight. Oh, I, was, I had a lot of charata because I found a great picture. I found it because I actually made it myself. Here, in the Beis Hamikdash, the, the Imamis went to war with the Lulavim. It became dangerous. Became dangerous. That was the end of the Mishnah. So they said, you know what? You're putting yourself in Sakana? Just go ahead and shake it at home. Don't even bring it to Shul. So there was no concern that people are going to schlep their lulav outside into the, into the Rosh Hashanah for Amas. They know. They have a, a sign here. Stay at home. Shake it at home. Okay, that was later on, a different generation when they made it Takana. What happened all the years beforehand where they used to shake a lulav on Shabbos in the base of Migdash. What happened then? How come we're not concerned they're going to walk four hours? So, the pshat is like this. You hear Rabbi Isai, Rishoy, the first day is so chashev and so chamer. It's so important. Why? Because it pushes off even outside of Yerushalayim, outside of the Bisa Migdash. But, the other days, that is not Minat Torah outside of Yerushalayim, so Rabbanon made Xero. Ask the Gemari, Hachi, Hoi today, how come Lulav doesn't push off Shabbos? If it's so chashev, so chamer, that, you, that, that you're supposed to do it everywhere, so you push off Shabbos, Hoi Nanami. Says the Gemara, Anan lo yedinon so, going back a step. Since it was so chamer, Rabbanon were geyser even in the base Hamigdash. Fine, and that's where Rashi comes and says this whole thing. How could it be oikir or something? Anyway, so we're going to mention this a few times. A couple of times, I should say. Very, very simple. Here's a calendar. I just grabbed a random month. In the time of the base Hamigdash, they didn't have a calendar, so they would make Rosh Chodesh based on Edim, on testimony, when they saw the moon, the new moon. So, a month, Elul, could either be 29 days, and if they see the moon here, this becomes Rosh Chodesh, the blue, or the month, the previous month, could be 30 days, and if they see the moon over here, they testify and Rosh Chodesh becomes Aleph. The issue is, and this explains, we're going to understand a lot better today why it is that my wife wants to live in Eretz Yisrael. Her main reason is because you don't have two days yantav here in Eretz Yisrael. For that alone, it's worth for her to live here for 365 days in a 2,000 square foot home instead of a 12. It's not to, not to have two days yantav. Okay, great. So, well, that's what she says. If you live in Babel, you live in Iraq, you don't have a cell phone, you don't have a tractor, you don't have a, a 4x4 vehicle. How long does it take to get for a human being to travel, traverse from Israel to Iraq on a donkey? It takes more than 15 days. So the people in Bavel, they weren't sure is Rishchidosh in the blue circle or Rishchidosh is in the red circle. It could only be one of these two because they knew, they knew what the previous month was. Because it took less than 30 days. But they didn't know what the coming month is. And if Rosh Chodesh is in the red circle here, so Yantif on the Tesvav falls out over here. But if Rosh Chodesh is in the blue circle over here, so Yantif falls out on Yadalit over here. So which day is Yantif? We don't know. So we have to keep two days Yantif. So Anan in Bavel, in Bavel, they didn't know where where is Chaydish's? Inu. So therefore they can't push off. Because maybe, maybe you're not doing the first day of Yantif. Today is Shabbos. So if today is Shabbos, the Torah says you should shake a lulav on Shabbos. But maybe today's Shabbos is the second day of Yantif. 
Maybe Yantav happened in the blue. And now you're on a random day. You're not, you're not on, you're not on, it's not the first day of Yantav today. You don't know. So you can't push off Shabbos. As the Gemara, you know, the other people, the Yarcha, Litchu, but we live in Eretz Yisrael. We know when, when the moon, when they saw the moon, to, to get from Yerushalayim to every place in Eretz Yisrael is a few days. And everybody in Eretz Yisrael knows when Yantav is going to be. By Tesvav, by the 15th of the month, everybody knows already. Enochanami, you're right. So it does push off. The Tani Chada, and I'll prove it to you. Because yesterday we had in our Mishnah, it says the Loshan in the Mishnah that everybody brings the Lulav to Harabais. Remember, in Harabais, they had a bus stop, they had an overhang, they had a bench. Harabais. And we learned that Afmem Aleph just one daf ago, everybody would bring the Lulav to Shul. What's the difference? Why the different language? The answer is, you bring it to Harabais because it's a base Hamikdash. There's somewhere to bring it to. The other Mishnah that says about a show is because we're talking about there's no base Hamikdash. And even though there's no base Hamikdash, but we're in Eretz Yisrael, it pushes off Shabbos, even though there's no base Hamikdash. So in Eretz Yisrael, we push off Shabbos for now. This is what the Gemara understands now. that I'll tell you this, that if you don't live in Eretz Yisrael, we do not shake a lulav in Shul on Shabbos. But over here, the Gemara says we do. We have two Mishnayos that say there's a difference between uh, even Bizman Sheim Beis in Eretz Yisrael, you bring your lulav to Shul. Shmamino. This How do you know that Yontif Rishon outside of the Beis Hamikdash? You have to push us off everything. So, let me just show you real quickly. This is the original chart I used a few days ago. I was thinking to myself, how do I get five drushes in there? Great idea. Well, here we go. Very nice. This hay is a lima by itself. So Gemara says like this. Each and every individual has to bring a lulav. It's not one lulav for all of Kalaisal. Everybody brings a lulav. Lochem cannot be stolen. It cannot be borrowed. It has to be yours. We discussed this. It doesn't say what day. Any day. Even on Shabbos. Ha. Ha is an exclusion. Ha Rishon, the, the first day, means only the first day of Yantav pushes off Shabbos. Rishon, here we are, right here, this is what we want to know. Rishon, Gvulin, outside of Yerushalayim, also has the same halacha. Says the Gemara, Zoom thing, okay, right over here. Lochem, from the word Lochem, Mishalochem, it should be yours. Lohitzi is a shol, ve'es a gozel. To exclude a borrowed and a stolen lulav. Big tzaddik, he steals a lulav to do a mitzvah. No. Bayoim, says Rashi, it's extra. The green word is extra. Why? Because it should say, Ulekachtem lochem, barishain. On the first day, what's Bayoim, harishain? Shabbos comes to teach us that you shake a lulav even on Shabbos. Rishoin, the word Rishon is not extra. Afilu bigvulin. Just it doesn't say, Rishon doesn't say where. Where? Where, where do you take the lulav? It doesn't say the, the, the place. Anywhere. Even outside of the base of Harishoin, the extra hey. Milamed, which is hey idea the. And now this is not a reboy like Beyoim. Is extra. Over here, this is a miot. This is an exclusion. The only day that it is that if Shabbos falls out, here, I made this for a little later, but we can use it now. Why not? Oh, the Valdic stuff. 
If Shabbos falls out on the first day of Yontav, you take your Lulav. If Shabbos falls out on the second, third, fourth day, you do not. It's only when Shabbos falls out on one, on day one. That's when, that's what the Pasuk over here says. Huh? Yontav Rishon. The first day of Sukkot that falls out on Shabbos, you push off Shabbos and you shake a Lulav. But you do not push off Shabbos on Chalamayid. Omar Mar, Bayom, Afilu B'Shabbos. Ask the Gemara. Yeah. So we just said, Omar Mar, we just said, Bayom, we said it's actual word, Afilu B'Shabbos. You're supposed to shake a lulav even B'Shabbos. For that you need a puzzle. Michti. What is the issue? Tiltu Ba'almahu. We're talking about Mukta. Mukta is the Rabbanon, comes later. So, You think HaKadosh Baruch wrote in his Torah an extra word? To tell you that in later generations when Chachamim make Xerah and they say you shouldn't carry, you shouldn't touch Muksha, Mukta, I'm coming to, to undo what Chacham are doing in, in a thousand years. Can't be. Amazing. We had the same idea uh, by, by Brismila. When the Torah says perform a mitzvah, and you don't have to worry about Shabbos. You go ahead and you shake a lulav on Shabbos. Did the Torah say that you could also cut the lulav on Shabbos? That you could you can make a saw to cut the lulav on Shabbos? Uh, to to what, what point? Machshir mitzvah, anything that's isadai raisa. You're not allowed to cut a lulav on Shabbos, on a regular Shabbos. It's isadai raisa. You're not allowed to tie and bundle up your lulav with the Arabas and the Adasin. Isadai raisa. It's tying on Shabbos. To tie something to make a knot on Shabbos. So even the machshiri mitzvah, even the side things that help the mitzvah are also mutter. Where do we have this? Same Rebbe Yezer in Mila. Could you make a knife for the bris Mila? Could you do other things, perform other things that are machshir, not the actual cutting of the bris, but bringing the knife to the shul? It goes according to that one ta'ana, the sanya lulav chol machshirov, doichin as Shabbos. Not just shaking the lulav, but everything that, that's around and around the, the lulav, making the knot for the lulav, is also more the divi rebeliezer. My time of the rebeliezer, what's a svarah, makro, bayoim, vafilu bashabos. The Torah, that's why the Torah says bayoim. In other words, why is the Torah saying you could shake a lulav on Shabbos? You hear this, Rabbi Isai, very givaldic. It can't be that the Torah is saying that you could shake a lulav. There's no iser to shake a lulav. The only iser is the Rabbanon of Mukta. It's not a Doiraisa. So why would the Torah want to undo it? It's the, the Rabbanon. Obviously the Torah is not saying that you should shake a lulav on Shabbos. The Torah is saying you should make a knot on Shabbos. You should cut the tree. You should cut the lulav itself off the tree on Shabbos. That's what the Torah is saying. That's why there's an extra word by Yoy. Rabbanon. Hi by Yoy, my Abdullah. But Rabbanon who say that there is... Oh, yeah. Rabbanon that say that it's Osir to do Machshirim, right? They argue in Eliezer. They say that it's Osir to cut the Lulav itself on Yontif, on Shabbos. So, hi, Bayom Avdilai. Rebeliezer is the one that learns from Bayom that you could cut a Lulav on Shabbos. But they say you're not allowed to. So, then what do they do with the extra word Bayom? When do you shake a Lulav? During the daytime. You don't shake a lulav, there's no mitzvah to shake it at night. Once it's nighttime, it's too late. And how does he know that you shake a lulav only during the daytime? From the end of the passage. For that we could use that old chart. When we learn it all the way in the beginning. Yomim veloi leiloi. So you see, Shivas Yomim. Remember this. This is very important because it says it in other places in the Torah. It says by Sukkot, it says by Miluim. Shivas Yomim. Seven days. Yomim days. That's almost the Shivas, although it is similar over there, but the Yomim. So it says during the day, that's when Usmachtem is referring to the Simcha of bringing a Lulav in Asrig. And it says during Yomim, only daytime. Say Rabbanon, guess what? There's another puzzle that has the same exact words. 
Shivas Yomim. Basukas Teishu. So learn from Sukkah. And, and, and Sukkah applies to the nighttime. You're supposed to sleep in a Sukkah at night. Yeah, it has the same words. Shivas Yomim, Shivas Yomim. Learn from it. Zogdi Gemara. Malal and Yomim Afilolil is by. They should skip. Learn Lula from Sukkah. Okay. So, I have my own thing. How do I know Sukkah you sleep during the night time also? When you eat, you want to eat, you have to eat in the Sukkah, even if it's after Shkir. So, we learn it. That it means even night. Maybe the word we learn it from Lulav now. Now we have a problem. You can learn Sukkah. Learn Sukkah from Lulav. And Lulav is during the day. Or you can learn Sukkah from... Hmm, yeah, from here. From Miluim. Same thing, Shiva Siyam, Shiva Siyam. What's Miluim? Miluim is when they inaugurate the Beis HaMikdash. Shbaruch told Aaron and his sons, stay in the Azara, stay there for seven straight days. So, by, by Miluim, it's, it's all day and all night. So, to learn sukkah from a lulav and say that it's only during the daytime, perhaps learn sukkah from miluim that's also nighttime. Says the Gemara, well, the typical classic Gemara. If you have an option, you can learn sukkah either from lulav or from miluim. So, you have to see what sukkah is more similar to. Let's take a look. Near the midoyma, who is it similar to? Donim Miluim is all day long. And sukkah is all day. You eat, sleep. It's things that you do all day. As we mentioned yesterday, when you pick up an esrik for a moment, for a second, that's it. The mitzvah lasts for one second. Yes, we go to shul and we shake a lot and we do hoidu and ana. That's all. That's shiari mitzvah, so to speak. Those are the extra stuff that are not part of the mitzvah. The mitzvah is that one second. And that's why we flip the esrik upside down. We have a mind not to be yaitzah. But the mitzvah only lasts for a second. So Mela, Sukkah, is a lot more similar to Miluim, which is 24-7, or at least 12 hours, compared to the Lulav, that's one second. Oh, sorry, says Or perhaps, no. There's something else that Sukkah is more similar to Lulav than to Miluim. Lulav lasts forever. All the generations have to bring a lulav. So sukkah should be learned out from a lulav. Whereas miluim was a one-time deal. And for that, says the Gemara, we're turning to Daphim Gimel Omad Beis. Teishvu, Teishvu, Shava. We have Xerah Shava. Take a look. It says over here, Teishvu in green. That's by the miluim. Upesach Hoyal Mayer is the Miluim, but it says the word Teishvu. And it says Basuka is Teishvu. So the two greens are Xer Shava, which we don't make up. It comes from Halacha Mashim Sinai, Mashim Rabbeinu received it on our Sinai. And therefore, I compare a Sukkah to Miluim, and Miluim is 24 7. Sukkah, the Chiyu, to sit in a Sukkah and sleep in a Sukkah 24 7. Nemakan, literally, 24 hours, 7 days. Nemakan teishvu, v'nemem b'loim teishvu. Malan yom afi leilis, apkan yom afi leilis. We just turned to the Memgimah base. Sponsored by the MD White Hill Group. For all those who need Shiduchim Refus and Yeshua's, please join Tilmdarikmindav.com. And by Shlomo Lazarian from LA, in honor of Rebelli's wife, Fagi, for the sacrifice, for sacrificing her life, in order for Rebelli to prepare the shir. I showed it to my wife. She enjoyed it very much. Yishkoyach Shlomo. Can you ask the Kalim's bar mitzvah? Ooh. 
So first of all, we're talking about Simchas. Mazel tov, huge mazel tov to Leon Welcher. Leon Welcher made a chasen last night. So tremendous mazel tov. Uh, Leon Welcher, I have a lot of akars I to him. Uh, it was two years ago, literally a little over two years ago, I was sitting in South Africa in a restaurant and he walked over to me and he said, Shalom Aleichem, what do you do? I said, a little real estate, but I do this thing called Eight Minute Daf. He says, perfect. I have an app that I developed for Usher Weiss and I want to give it to you for free. I want to develop for you. He worked on it for months. He has a tech guy, worked on it and he gave me, gifted me this app that many, many people use. So Yishkoyach to him. And I have a tremendous account of Yossi Klein. Yossi Klein in New York. Person after person after person. I started Sukkah. Started Sukkah. I got a free Gemara and started. It was his idea, his initiative. He pushed it. He paid for a lot of it. So tremendous account of And tonight, his son Yontif is having a bar mitzvah. And he should be Zoycha to be just as great as his father and more. Arava Shiva Ketzad. Oh, so now. Going back, we had this beautiful mitzvah. You know, it's interesting. I bet you, I didn't take a, a poll or anything. I bet you 50% of the people that haven't learned Masech Sukkah before in their life never even knew there's a concept of Arava in the Beis HaMikdash that they used to walk around the Mizbeach and do Akafas of the Mizbeach. Now, yeah, you think to yourself, why do we do Hayshanas every day in Sukkot? Well, it's to commemorate this. But here's the mitzvah. Arava Shiva Ketzad. How does it work that you have an Arava, you bring it even on Shabbos? So the Mishnah says, you bring it on Shabbos when? And I have to find that Givaldika chart. I had a lot I know from this chart. Where is it? I see it, but I can't get to it. Here it is. This is what the Mishnah says. The Arava pushes off Shabbos only if Shabbos falls out on the seventh day of Sukkot. If Shabbos falls out on the sixth, fifth, fourth, fourth, even the first, you do not touch an Arava on Shabbos. Whereas the Lulav, it's only if Shabbos falls out on day number one. But if Shabbos falls out on day number seven, you do not touch your Lulav. It doesn't push off Shabbos. So now, the Gemara wants to understand what's going on here. Why? Why is a lulav different than a, a lulav, than, than arava? What's going on here? Arava shiva ketzat. Arava b'shvi my time edach yeshavas. So why does it push off Shabbos? Omer Rabbi Yochanan k'dei lefarsamo shimin atayot. So what's the Gemara's kasha? Lulav. The reason why we said Lulav pushes off Shabbos because it's so Chomer. Remember? We said Lulav is special. It's also outside of Yerushalayim. But Arava is not outside of Yerushalayim. Arava is only inside the Beis Hamikdash in one spot in the Beis Hamikdash around the Mizbeach. So it's not so Chomer. So if it's not so Chomer, it doesn't have what the Gemara said on Omer Aleph, that that's why it pushes off Shabbos. So then Gemara is asking, so then why does Arava push off Shabbos if it doesn't have that special aspect that it's also outside of Yerushalayim. People don't know that it exists, this idea. You'll tell somebody there's a Rava in the Beis Hamikdash, they'll say, I don't know what you're talking about. I never learned Tafiyami. And you're going to tell him that it's a Deiraisa. What are you, out of your mind? Where does it say in the Torah that you have to take an Arava and walk around the Mizbeach? Well, I'm telling you that's Deiraisa. And not only is it Deiraisa, pushes off Shabbos. Typically, you can't hold the Narav on Shabbos. I'm telling you, you should do it on Shabbos. Why? Lefarsing. You have to advertise the fact that there's a mitzvah called Aravah. Because it's not Mephurish in the Torah. The, for a thousand points, does anybody remember, and it wasn't so long ago, it was less than two weeks ago, I believe. What daf was it? Daf Lamed Gimel. Daf Lamed Gimel. You can look it up. For a thousand points. How do we know that you bring an Arava in the Beis HaMikdash? So what Mandalmer we had was Abishol, we're going to talk about him later on, not today, is that it says in the Pasuk, Arve, plural. Remember? Arve, the mitzvah to get an Arava from the creek, from the river that a lot of you are going to do this year. The special Muncy Aravas from the water, whatever. The, but the other Mandalmer, Abishol says, Arve is two. There's two types of Aravas. One goes in your lulav, one is around the Mizbeach. So it's a Deiraisa. 
And the other, the Chachamim say, no, it was a halacha l'moshim Sinai. But the bottom line is, to go around the Mizbech with the Rawa is Da'iraisa. Says the Gemara, Yihachi. So you're telling me that this Arava pushes off Shabbos in order to advertise the fact, Yihachi Lulav Nami Lutchi, Kidei Lefarsimoi Shumanatoy. Lulav is also not exactly, we're not sure that it's all seven days. You could say, Rashi explains. Who said that this usmachtem, which we discussed many times, simchan yontif, we had yesterday even, shlamim, maybe it's referring to eating meat for seven days. Who said it means shaking a lulav for seven days? It's not a mefurish, so it's, if it's not so mefurish, maybe we have to advertise the fact. Says we said in the Omer Aleph, on top of Omer Aleph, we're concerned that if you say you could check a lulav on Shabbos, he's going to go outside in Rosh Hashanah and walk four hours to his Rebbe to ask him how to do Nusach Svar. Yochi, Arava Nami Nigzor. But Arava also, maybe he's going to go ask his Rabbi, what kind of bracha, what do you do? Arava, Shluchi Bezdin, Haisila. Nah, don't worry about it. Arava is taken care of from the Bezdin in the Beis HaMikdash. They're, they're, they know what they're doing. You have the Koyhanim, only Koyhanim could could go around, be makif, the Mizbeach. Why only a Kayan? Because Yisrael is not allowed in there. So, only the Kayanim go around the Mizbeach like that. So, the concern is more for Lulav, that the Hamoinam, the, the, the entire nation brings Lulav, they're going to mess up. The Bezdin and the Beis Hamidosh won't mess up. They'll bring the Arova before Shabbos. They know what they're doing. The Kayanim are the one that, don't worry about it. Says the Gemara Yachim, if there's zero concern that somebody's going to walk on Shabbos for Amis with an Arava, right? Even look at these pictures. You have these massive Aravas. I don't know that's Chiyov, but it's not like one little Arava. You put a, the Gemara says soon. We're going to see. It was big Aravas. So, only the Bezin does this. Only the Bezin does it. So what's the concern? So why is it that Tarava only pushes off this final Shabbos day. If Shabbos falls out on seven, then it pushes it off. If Shabbos falls out on six, you don't bring in Arava and Beis Amidish. Why not? There's no concern that you're going to go to the rabbi and walk four hours. Says the Gemara, Osi People are going to say, look at this. Arava pushes off Shabbos on any day of the week, uh, on any day of Yantif, any day of Yantif, sixth day of Yantif falls out on Shabbos, you bring in Arav. Fifth day. Lulav only on day number one pushes off Shabbos. So what are people going to say? They're going to say that Lulav is a weak mitzvah. It's not as strong as Arav. Okay. Now, by the way, in our days, so we don't we don't push off Shabbos for Hoshanas. So do you say Hoshana as a commemoration to the Beis Hamikdash? And the fact that they walked around the on Shabbos. Or maybe not. So it's a massive, massive machloikas from all over the place. The Shulchan Aruch says that you say, you just say the words, Hoshana. I think that's what we do today, a lot of us. The Shulchan Aruch Harav, and I, then I would understand that Lubavitch doesn't say it. The Chida says not to say anything. The Vilna Gain, a lot of times the Balatani and the Gain say the same thing. The Vilna Gain explains, he says, in the Beis Hamikdash, if they didn't have Arava, they didn't just say words. So why would we just say words if we don't have the Arava? We're not allowed to hold the Arava. Okay. Anyways, it's a massive machloi because you just know that there's a lot of minhagim in this. Fine. Weiter. Vilit chibiyamtoiv rishon. Ask the Gemara. Okay. You only want to give it one Shabbos, one day. To commemorate the Arava, because you don't want it to be better than the Lulav. So why don't you put this Arava together with the Lulav and say, only when Shabbos falls out on the first day of Yantif could you take the Arava? Why do you push him off to, to the seventh day of Yantif? Says Nobody's going to realize that you're doing something special for Arava. You want to advertise the fact that Arava is a Deiraisa, that they walked around the Mizbeach in the Torah, they said it, says it. Well, if you do it, Together with the Lulav, they're going to say, ah, 
you're pushing it off, pushing Shabbos off because you want to do a lulav. It just happens to be that you're just taking another arava with you also. So you want to make a special Shabbos that only the arava is being mechal Shabbos, so to speak, and say, look, the reason why you push off Shabbos is because it's a derise. So then, then have you want to do a different day than Lulav? Great. So do what if Shabbos falls out on the fourth day of Yantav? So push that off. Why Dafka seven? Where did you get the number seven? Says the Gemara, keeping the Gemara the Mereshan Ukmashvi. We wanted to set a special day seven and one, one and seven. We don't want to say, oh, whenever Shabbos falls out, special day. Now, how come in our day, today, we don't do our rava? We should push off. Why? And again, we don't know about... Should we do this again? We can't push off Yantif. We can't push off for our rava in our days because we have no idea when Yantif started. Maybe Yantif started on this day right over here. I mean, Rish Chodesh was on this day, so therefore Yantav is over here. Or, or Rish Chodesh was over here, and Yantav starts over here. Therefore, we cannot push off a Shabbos. We don't know when the seven fell out. Maybe seven is not seven. Maybe it's eight. But in Eretz Yisrael, where the Bikim in the calendar, or not the Bikim in the calendar, sorry. The Bikim, they know when Rish Chodesh happens. Because they live in Eretz Yisrael, they're right there where it happened. Even if they're a few, a few hours away, a few kilometers away, they'll figure it out in a day or two. But they know when Yontif starts. Says the Gemara. Oh, they should push it off. So I, I want to point out something here. A very important thing. A lot of people ask, why is it that in America, in Chutzlars, in England, all these places, in Australia, I see somebody in Australia here. Why is it Robert driving around? Where is he, Robert? I don't see him now. But anyway, why is it that we keep two days? We have a calendar. We know exactly when Yontif starts, begins, ends, the whole thing. So there's a, a question from the Rishonim. It says in Gemara Beitza, which we're about to start in two weeks. It says over there that today we are bucky in a calendar. We know. Well, over here it says we don't know. In, in Bava, we don't know when the calendar. So the answer is that the Gemara and Beitz is going according to those days after Hillel was misacking a calendar. He figured out the calendar. He said this is it. And where it says by us that we don't know when Yantav starts or when Rosh Chodesh says, therefore we don't know when Yantav. So we didn't have the calendar. So then the question is, but if we have a calendar... Then why do we do two days Yantif? Everybody's question. This is the sugi right here. The answer is, we'll probably see it again. Bates and all that. The answer is, because when Hillel made the calendar, he did it on condition that we don't change anything. That we keep the two days. He was worried that we're not going to have a calendar. Whatever the reason is, whatever his reasoning was, he said, I'm going to teach you a trick. I know how to figure out the calendar. I'm going to tell you the calendar. But I want you to keep the same chumras that you had before in Chutzlarz of the two-day Yantav. That's what the Ritva explains. By the way, another very interesting Shiloh. Oh, we don't have time for this. So we got to go weiter. But I'll just say, Bekitzer Nimrods, a lot in Eretz Yisrael, which is not in the borders of Eretz Yisrael, is it considered like Chutzlarz or not? So if somebody goes there for Yantav, for, for any Yantav, does he keep one day, two days? And even if we say that it's within Eretz Yisrael, there's another problem. Because the Edom never got there. Edom always went to say testimony. We know where they went. They went to Tzvat, they went here. But they never went to Eilat. So maybe even if it's within the borders of Eretz Yisrael, it's considered two days. I, I never heard of anybody doing two-day Yantif over there. But it seems like there are a lot of Achroinim who hold they have to do two-day two Yantif in Eilat. I'll just tell you that my Chavrusa will never go to Eilat because he won't leave Eretz Yisrael. And for other reasons also. So, oh sorry, jumped. So, Barhadia says, I'll tell you why. We never let Shabbos fall out on the seventh day 
of Yantif. Because of this reason, we don't want people to start getting confused and saying, does push off, doesn't push off, look, there is no Arava, the whole point is to show. So, we don't allow it. When Chachamim see that it's about to fall out, they'll do, they'll add another day to the, to the calendar. They'll add another day to Rishchidosh and make sure that Shabbos never falls out on 7. He also Ravin, and Ravin, when he came and all those who left, Eretz Yisrael went down to Bavel, and the Rishonim say that that's when there's a lot of confusion in Torah, and that's why there's a lot of machlaikas in Ikla v'loi dachi. It's not true. It does fall out. The seventh day does fall out on Shabbos, and you do not bring in Arava. Velokashio. Why? Why not? Why is Arava not push off Shabbos? We have to advertise the fact today. Is it the Raisa? Who told you what they did in the Beis Hamikdash? Perhaps who said that this picture is right? That they let's see if the picture. No, even in this picture, you see that they weren't holding the Arava. The Arava was just up against the Mizbeach. Maybe that's what happened. And if that's what happened, then you're not commemorating it today by holding. Why should you hold it? We don't have a Mizbeach, eh? So there's nothing to lean it up against. There's no commemoration. And to hold it is, is not what they did in the Beis Hamikdash. So that doesn't push off Shabbos. It says that a lulav and a rova could be six or seven days. My love, kill lulav. So it puts it together. Lulav and a rova. Since the two words go together, it's the same action. So just like lulav, you're holding it. So to a rova, you're holding it. Maybe in the, it seems like in the base of English, they did hold a rova. Meet the area. Who told you such a thing? It's not true. Lulav they held. A rova they didn't hold. Who told you? It's not a proof. Okay, I'll give you another proof, says Abaya. It says, one time, seven times. What does times mean? If you're leaning a rava on a mizbeach, it's not a time, it's not one time, it's not two times. It's, obviously we're talking about hakafas, like on Simchas Torah, seven times going around. Okay, no raya, because we're talking about a Oh, but what about, Rav Baravua said a rava? Okay, good for him. He said Arava. I say it's not talking about Arava, it's talking about Okay, so now we have a little machoikis. Rav Loz says, talking about a lulav, like the Gemara like answered. So we have a problem. And Rava said to Rav Yitzchak, the son of Rav Yitzchak, Baruria, you're Ben Taira. I want to tell you something beautiful your father used to say. It says that every day of the six days of Yontif, they would go around the Mizbech one time. In the final day of Yontif, seventh day of Yontif, seven times like we do in Hashanah Rabbah. It's with the Lulav. It could be, that's why you would ask yourself a question. So how come we do HaKafas and Hishanas? We don't hold the Arava. We should do like Hishanah Rava. We should hold a, a bunch of... The answer is maybe because of this Gemara. Belulav. The, the Rishonim are not exactly clear. Seems from Rashi. That's what they... they from this, it was a Belulav. And that's why today we commemorate Belulav. We'll stop over here, Rabbi Sai. Have a wonderful day. Shkoyachavi, you just woke up my whole family. Shkoyach. I'll leave it on for a minute. Thank you, thank you. Kantorovich. Vosazakrav Kantorovich. Shalom Aleichem. New face on Zoom. Where are you from? From England. Oh, Telsion. Shalom Aleichem. How are you doing? Your first time on Zoom? Your first time? No, I'm on Monday. On Zoom? Every day. Psee! Wow, I'm out of it. I'm pushed out of it. Sorry. Givaldi.
Uh, Mark, you, you recognize uh, Kantorovich? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm stomach full. Okay, sorry. When did you start? Like once a month, you have to stay home and give the shit from home so you can see who's here. When you're in the basement, you should miss Who's this guy, Dvir Nedwin? Is he new? He's new. Oh, he's been around. He's a Chicago one. He's been around for two years. He's a Chicago boy, too. He is. Oh, Nathan Harris, tell me that he's new. I don't recognize him. Nathan, how you doing? Mark. How am I with Nathan? Did I get that right or no? I think so. Okay. Whew. Avrumi Leibovitz is on for three years. I'm not kidding. He's on three years. I don't know about Zoom, but on YouTube he's on for three years. You met my son in uh, the five thousand. Oh. Gavaldic. Oh, he looks familiar. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. What's his first name? Yaakov. Did he take a picture? Yaakov Remind me, who is he? What is he? You, what did he say? You, say? you said he's at Tzala? He's at Tzala, yeah. He's, um, also, my brother-in-law, Barry Schleifer, is on for oh. many years. Oh, so, got it. My brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Natan, how you doing? Fine, Hashem. How are you, Jack? <laughs> long time. I see you all the time. Yeah, I don't notice you all the time. I don't recognize you. <laughs> no, I, I very rarely turn my camera on. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Okay. Chaim, uh, Chaim Snow, I got, I got the new camera, I got everything, everything is good. Baruch Hashem, it's here in Eretz Yisrael. With the lens, with the 100-400 Sony lens. Is that the Chaim Snow from the Lower East Side? <laughs> Chaim, it's Chaim Snow, his father is the famous Rav in Borough Park. Oh, the Chaim Snow you're talking about is my uncle. Right, right. Chaim, did you hear the story? You heard the beautiful story from uh, Yisrael Goldstein and the lens? Uh, you heard? Uh, no. So the, the 100-400 lens is out of stock for six weeks. So he calls up, he calls up B&H. He says, listen, uh, I have uh, this guy, I go to his shear. He, he just ordered the lens. It's on six week, uh, four to six weeks. Do me a favor, make sure it happens. So the guy says, what's your Magachir's name? He says, Eli Stefanski. He says, Eli Stefanski, Satmar Chosen. I do the shear also. <laughs> next day, next day, the lens was in my house the next day. Hello, because you can't, you can't say it. Hello, you can't say it. You want to ruin the surprise on YouTube? 